right, yo, yo, what's up, everybody? This is, man, I'm putting up shots at the fucking buzzer because it is December 30th right now. I'm trying to get this to all the podcast platforms by the 31st, so I'll be up late uh, editing. We're not really editing, but just trying to put shit out there. So once again, it's your boy, Boogie. Welcome to Retro Radio. Call this episode episode point zero two or point two. Um, the actual episodes are going to be beginning of the new year um but these are just more so reviews of uh the or the year interview rather uh with friends family and shit like that this is the second one everybody welcome my boy scott aka scotty too hottie aka camp collar poppy scott wiccan my man finally have you on here thank thank you thank you for for coming on and always supporting me what up, um, Boogie? Uh, it's an honor to be here. Yeah, what's up, everybody? Uh, yeah, this is this is awesome, man. I love to support the homies, like I told you. And uh, yeah, this is this is uh, this is dope. Love, I mean, always down to talk to you whenever, but definitely always down to talk to you about so this fashion, lifestyle, all that. The way we came together as a friendship was pretty fucking cool because it is. this is that was back like i want to say it was fall of 2014 or summer of 2014 we linked up at um my wife's at the time co-worker's birthday was it sam's birthday it was either sam or christine it was either sam or christine so there's a there are a few people there and um i think the default is my wife is just always like are you gonna behave tonight i'm like okay <laughs> all right fine yeah, how many how many times does that actually happen like one out of ten <laughs> I just I try to lay off the spice sometimes, especially not so much at you know not so much at her but, old job. But, but sometimes you got to let the man cook, you know. Yeah, I mean, you know, tell her that shit. <laughs> but, but I'll yeah. text her when we're done. <laughs> and so um, we linked up, I guess, at is either Christine or Sam's birthday, and we really hit it off. And I think at the time. I was getting ready to get married. I was looking for a fucking suit, and me and you chopped it up over suits, which I I don't like suits. Okay, my I, I business casual is the most I'm willing to dress up like casually. I know there's a lot of people out there that love wearing suits, and that's no knock on them. But I'm just I don't have a suit body. But uh, me and you chopped it over, chopped it up over suits, and you put me onto um, the suit maker at the time that was like really blown up. And and since then I was like, oh man, this guy knows his shit. And it wasn't the more we talked like our friendship kind of grew beyond Sam and Christine. Like I'm still cool with them. I haven't seen Christine since your birthday, two years yeah. ago. Shout out, Christine. Year. Yeah. Shout out Christine. Shout out Christine. body roll, the body roll guy. <laughs> <laughs> the body roll goddess for sure. I would yeah. love her. Yeah. I'll probably send this clip to her. Yeah, um, you really should. You really should. The, the more we talked about clothing. So like I, you know, some of my, a lot of my friends like shit that I like and don't like shit that I like. And vice versa when it comes to clothing right because there's people that like wear dope shit that i would stuff that i would just never wear and vice versa but in terms of our visions actually aligning i can say like le- on less than one hand how many people i like like i have a connection with in terms of that so in terms of vision um the way we compose our outfits and stuff like that you're like one of the very 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 few people that um that we see eye to eye on certain things and that and that says a lot because menswear is such a fucking huge you know this yeah. this episode is about menswear in 2020 but menswear is such a huge scope now which is pretty cool because 
Absolutely. 2005, 2006, it was either streetwear, graphic t-shirts, or loud shit and super baggy jeans with like distressing or patches on it. And then you had like the like the the ready to wear like suit wear like suiting and shit like that, or the turtleneck, like really nice turtlenecks or whatever it was. And now there's like it's everything in between, which is cool. There's shit that I don't rock with, but like I, yeah. I think that it just much like music, I think that everything like the experience for men. Um or for people who wear menswear is like, it's much more, I think it's much more fulfilling now. You could find pretty much anything that you want. So anything that you can think of, you're like, oh shit, like this is cool. I can find it and, and, and it's here, whether it's fast fashion or, or anything else. Yeah. So I couldn't think of anyone better, man, to, to well, talk thank about. Thank you, I, I uh, appreciate it. Praying hands emoji to you. <laughs> um, yeah, always obviously like, you know, the, our friendship has grown into a true friendship, which I am very grateful for, obviously, just in life in general. Um, you know, on the fashion tip for sure, it's always nice to have, you know, homies that you can talk about clothes with and, uh, you know, just, just, you know, shoot, shoot pics, talk the shit, talk shit on other people, whack trends, whatever. But, uh, but also, you know, like come from a good place and support, you know, and, and I think, um, kind of touched on what you said, I think it's a great time for fashion and, and style mentor, however you want to, whatever term is yours, is your favorite. But, uh, also I think, you know, men, guys, also whatever term your favorite, women, whoever. It's a, it's a time when everyone has both the, hopefully the comfort and the freedom to really express themselves however they want. There's access to more fashion at more price points than ever. Um, and I think generally, especially for men, it's a time where guys can feel, have never been able to feel more comfortable about talking about it with their friends, talking a shit about it on the internet, like, you know, you know, dressing however they want, feeling free and stoked to explore whatever, like, you know, wild shirt print sneakers, whatever they're into. And I think ultimately whatever you're into the fact that you have, feel like you have the freedom to get into it, nerd out, you know, post pictures of yourself, talk to your friends about it. That's a great place. The community, wherever you fall is, is great. As much as we, I talk shit or just don't like certain aspects of social media, I really think it grows communities that weren't really there before. You know 100%. what I mean? Like um, when I was on Nike Talk like years ago, people would think that I was weird. You're on a message board with a bunch of other dudes like talking about yeah. sneakers. I'm like, yes, like, well, you have too many shoes. That's like woman shit or whatever the, whatever yeah, they said. Exactly. Back then. I was like, yeah. I was like, dude, it's, I like what I like. I wear what I wear. I don't talk oh, shit yeah. to you about your fucking weird porn collection or whatever. Like why you, right, why you right. should not be for my sneakers. Like whatever people are into or whatever they're into. Oh, Settlers of Catan. You're into that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, whatever, bro. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it is. <laughs> like no knock on Settlers Catan. Okay. But, but yes, whatever, like nerd culture is culture now, whatever you're nerding out yeah. about fashion, and that's shoes, the, movies, comics, whatever. The older I got, the more I understood that too, because I know a lot of people are like, Oh, well, what's cool. What's whatever. I was like, whatever you like and have a passion yeah. for, as long as it's not hurting other people, like that's cool. Absolutely. Yeah, you know what I mean? Absolutely. Whether it's, you know, um, community organizing, video games, bike riding, whatever the fuck it is, like it's cool. And like, obviously we we connect on the men's shit. And here's the thing too. I know that I don't read a lot of articles just cause I, I always suspect that there's some sort of pale or some background, like backdoor shit going on. But like you and my other home, my, my homegirl, Ryan, like you two are pretty much the only ones like, ah, maybe my boy, my boy got it too, for sure. But like, if they, if you send me articles, I'm like, okay, I'll read this as opposed to everyone's like, Hey, have you seen this? I'm like, you can kind of tell fluff pieces. Yeah. And I think that's, what's wrong with, um, with like fashion journalism now. That's why I stopped fucking with hype beast and stop fucking with yeah. Ice and Abide, Cause I was yeah. like, 
you guys are bigging up a brand that I've never heard of before. And that's not, I, I'm not like that I know everything, but it's like you guys are hyping up somebody with like a fucking $18,000 satchel. The fuck am I, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. and then you, and then you gloss over something that a lot of people that's more accessible and a lot of people, yeah. or you don't even talk about it. So it's like, so now I know something is up, you know what I yeah. mean? It's just, for sure. I think complex kind of started that. And that when they, the way they just aggregate stuff, it yeah. just, it just became an aggregation, like of, of, if that's even a word, but they just, they just collect all this information and yeah. regurgitate it. I'm like, dude, come on, fuck that. But the, one of the things that made me think about reviewing this year was when you post, uh, you gave me that article, was it from GQ about Brooks Brothers making a comeback? Yeah, I think, yeah, it was a couple months ago, right? Yeah, maybe a month ago. I don't know. All the days are, are fucking. Yeah, they, they just ago. hired Michael Bastian to kind of revamp the brand after getting rid of Zach Posen, which why I think it was Zach Posen. Um, why he was the sort of head of mentor there. I mean, I think it was just a title anyway. But um, I mean, outside of that, you know my feelings about certain large uh, fashion, men's fashion publications these <laughs> days. I think it's a combination of an industry basically is dying gasps. Um, uh, from a money, from a business standpoint, um, hanging on to old ways and also a combination of, you know, trying too hard to stay relevant and then not having it come off in, in, inauthentically. Yeah. Um, that's my personal opinion. And then also ultimately you're beholden to the, to money and to your advertisers. Yeah. So it's a combination of factors and, and not to mention just like, I would say a large scale sort of death of journalism in general, but sorry, I'm sounding like a major old bitter old head <laughs> right now, but, um, but yeah, all those things I think have sort of combined to, to make a perfect storm, um, especially in, in the men's fashion space, which is sort of smaller from a journalism and magazine standpoint anyway, yeah. to, to rough, to rough going out there. But occasionally there are those nuggets out there where you gotta, you gotta hold on to. And, uh, you know, that, that piece was an interesting one because, there's been so many talks of death of big brands and mall brands and, and others. Yeah, man. Um, I mean, J. Crew, I think, they've been talking about that shit I mean, for yeah, years. Yeah, for years. Yeah, I think Brooks Brothers has been dying for years. And you're going to start to see more of that. I think, you know, unfortunately, COVID just accelerated a lot of stuff yeah. like that. And um, But it's going to be interesting. Some brands will figure out ways to make smart moves in the heat of the moment. And, uh, you know, and I think that's one of them. I think... I don't know. I have a very sweet spot for Michael Bashan specifically because he was like one of the first couple designers that I really like, really got into. Mm -hmm. um, when I first started really getting interested in fashion, reading about it, and then ultimately like trying to write about it, um, you know, the sort of the, at the dawn of sort of hashtag menswear on the internet in general, um, back in, I guess it was probably 2010-ish, mm -hmm. 2008, 2010, somewhere around there he was one of the first few designers that I just, for some reason, I just loved his style. Sort of a mix of preppy, but a little bit twisted, a little bit weird, a little bit sort of avant-garde and just new things that I liked the mix of old and new. And um, I think he's the perfect fit for Brooks Brothers because I think at his core, he's sort of a traditional menswear designer. Yeah, and that's what um, they're also, for. Yeah, but also has enough, I think, forward-thinking ideas in terms of how he designs and both creatively how he presents his clothes to it really might work i don't know i mean i can't say that i think brooks brothers is really gonna like pop off but i think it's about as good a move as they could have made um especially yeah. right now when yeah. they're in dire straits like a ton of other brands so we'll see it could be interesting i mean it would be a shame like ultimately however you feel about some of these brands um especially brands like brooks brothers who you know and, and others who have hundreds of years of history 
it's a shame to lose those brands, especially because yeah. they're, you know, they are a true American brands, you know, and yeah. it's a shame to you to lose however you feel about their clothes, their style, whether you've worn them, you know, back in the day or ever, or maybe your dad or grandpa wore them. Ultimately, I think if you, you know, if you really believe in love and fashion, I think there's a certain respect for some of those, those legacy brands, even if yeah. now maybe they're not as relevant. It's like hollow lose, ground. Yeah. To, right. So to lose those is a shame regardless. So whether or not you're buying, you know, trad Oxford uh, shirts or chinos or whatever, I think, you know, it would be a shame to lose a legacy brand like Brooks Brothers. That's so we'll see. Yeah. I mean, like, I think. We take too much. We take too many things for granted. I think that one of the, one of the cool things about millennial buyers is that they do value authenticity. Like to your point, right? Transparency is a big thing now. Um, sustainability and stuff like that. So you know, we see brands like Everlane and whether it's authentic or not authentic, yeah. you yeah. need to judge. I think we're leaning more towards a lot of inauthenticity in that regard. Than performative authenticity. Performative. Yeah. yeah. Great yeah. way. Great way to describe it. Yeah. Sure. So. The people started to value that, but you know, my personal aesthetic, I think, is a lot of it has to do with Americana and heritage brands and shit like that, right? So obviously, I'm a huge polo head. The OG and while polo head. <laughs> I, 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 the OGs are like fifty in their fifties by now, but I was like, no, I, I mean, I came a lot, I came a little late on that wave, but I think brands like that, and I have a soft spot for J Cruz. Well, I know a lot of people shit on it, but I was like, yeah. if you look at the at, at the fit and finish and cuts of clothing that they offer, like. It's good stuff. It's yeah. not stuff that I would pay for full price, but they have fucking sales sure. like all the time that I would that yeah. I would rock with because they're like, oh, well, it's just like Gap or Banana Republic. I'm like, slow your roll. Like, if you look at what they do, yeah, it's different. It's just that their core buying base, they weren't willing to lose them. They Absolutely. weren't willing to mix it up for the younger yeah. crowd. And now they're hurting. Even though they make things for the younger crowd, it's like, dude, how are you going to present it? I, I would argue too about J. Crew specifically um, that I think also more on the women's side, a little bit on the men's side. They also, to your point about their core customer, I also think in many ways they they forgot about their core customer too, in that they sort of thought their core customer. I think, you know, I think certain heads of women's wear there had this idea that their core customer was younger and cooler than they really were yeah. and tried to shift a lot of the brand's designs toward that customer who really wasn't their customer. Maybe that's who they had idealized was their customer. Right. Um, and I think they really lost a lot of their core customers too, who are just buying basics from them. Yeah. Um, the prices got higher. The designs got a little crazy for their core customers. I think on the men's side, a, a little bit as well. And all their, I thought their men's stuff really when, Greg Mutagens was designing was awesome. It was a little bit maybe too edgy for, for the classic J crew customer, but ultimately yeah. I think that combined with, you know, maybe some not great business decisions really kind of took them down the wrong path, but um, yeah. And then they know. just but became yeah, you, a mall you, brand. The mall yeah, brands are hurting right. period. Absolutely. And that was just what I was going to say is you're, you're dead on is that once you get lumped into that mall brand and then you're subject to so much of the financial stuff and the business decisions that, you know, kind of kill the brand and force them to make a lot of decisions that, you know, yeah. I never wanted to make. They, I mean, they, I think, I don't know if they're doing it out of desperation or what, or what, but they pivoted recently, I think at least to do online retail a good yeah. amount. 
they're still not great about like their size charts and stuff like that, but I think yeah. that they've made it so much easier to buy stuff. And even with yeah. COVID, they're like, Oh, pick up in store or yeah. curbside pickup. And they yeah. did credit to them. They did pivot relatively quickly as opposed to some of these other brands where there's like, yeah. I mean, I understand how hard it is in the, in this era of COVID to pivot a company that big. Oh yeah. When you're like hurting, turn a cruise ship for sure. Yeah. When you're hurting that much, it's like, you got to do something, man. And just, and just rock with yeah. it. But you know, and, and, they kind of they've you know quite as kept man they've had like a pretty good like cozy boy section yeah like, i mean i, I think their their sweats sweatshirts basics i think will always have a place at least in my closet I fucking love their t-shirts man yeah i mean like like especially now when i'm thinking less about what i'm dressed i'm wearing personally i mean i'm forcing myself to get dressed a couple times a week just because i got stuff facts Same for here. my own sanity and you know but um i haven't leaned too much into full uh wfh cozy but there's a time and a place for that but uh but yeah their, their basics i think will always have a place yeah. um provided their price right and uh and again you know i think uh you know if the price is good the basics and their fitter fitter on then i think um you know it, it doesn't have to be, you know, top tier shit no. every day of the week. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think like, as I get older and my wardrobe shrinks actually, and I get more particular about not just what I'm buying, but like what types of things I'm buying, I keep it a little more narrow. I want to think less about it, but when I do want to think about it, I want to think a little more wild. Yeah. But you know, that bulk of my closet, the basics that I'm wearing, you know, I like the simple stuff, J crew. Um, yeah. Unico. I'm a huge Unico fan. I mean, I have a ton of Unico stuff. I just, this shit lasts forever. People, it, it is, it is, it is for the price. The you know, you're, we're not talking about like buy it for life here. But I have cashmere sweaters and denim I bought a couple of years ago that are still going strong, fit me great, still look great, and they're very well priced. And um, that's kind of what I'm into when I'm just wearing basics like dark denim you know, basic shirts, basic sweaters. That's, that's what I'm after. So um, yeah. I think that's, that stuff will always have a place. It's just a matter of like figuring out how to make those brands work for you ultimately. Right. Yeah. And I think there is something at J crew for everybody. I mean, I think if you're just going to turn your nose and say, Oh, it's a mall brand, whatever. Well, I think you're missing out, you know, yeah, I think, hell yeah. you know, it's just a matter of finding whatever, like you said, t-shirts for me, like, you know, it's their, it's their sweatshirts. It's their t-shirts um, for Uniqlo for me. It's their sweater, it's sweaters and their denim. Yeah, you know, the there's there's some there there's stuff there for everybody, and uh, I think for for basic stuff that you just don't want to think about, you know, you get a couple of years wear out of it, you paid a good price for it, you're ahead of the game. You know, I think you don't have yeah. to buy everything. You you know you you want to find a balance between, you know, you talked about sustainability. You know, buying stuff every season, but also if you're a little bit ahead, you know, you get a couple of years wear out of something that you love. You know, I think you're ahead of the game there. I mean, you don't you yeah. don't need to be on either end of the spectrum. At least that's not how I view it. You know, I don't I think, think I think most of the people aren't either. Like, yeah, all this shit. I, I think so too. I mean, I have H and M stuff that they're not my favorite brand, but if I want to dip a toe into a trend that I'm not sure works for me, for example, H and M probably has something that you know might you know might fill fit that bill. Cost effective. Yeah, cost effective. It, it is it is purely just a trial and error situation you're, you're supporting it in a small way. So you're not contributing too much to the, to the waste factor there, but you know, it gives you the, it gives you the access to something that maybe you're not sure works for you, whether it's a print or a cut or like a wild style or something like that. Yeah. So I don't know, for me, I look at it like I, my closet has different levers, right? And I've got the cheap lever, the moderately priced lever, the buyer for life lever. And I think there's a space to, to pull all of those in a way that, that makes sense, both 
for my wardrobe, for, for your, for my budget, but also for kind of, you know, what I want to have in my closet, you know, I don't yeah, want to just, have, sure. I just don't want to have, you know, fast fashion. I just don't want to be beholden to spending a grip of cash every time I, every time I buy something. So I think there's space for it all. No, I mean, so, you know, th- there's a whole spectrum of, of menswear and I, and for my friends that do ask me for advice, I was like, your closet should essentially be a spectrum as well. Like absolutely, fast fashion has its place. I know that people, a lot of people are poo-pooing and shitting on it, but like you said, um, and, you know, P had said to me as well, it's like, dude, you spend on classics, you, you spend money, you splurge on classics, but you, you know, when it, you go cheap when it comes to the fast, when it comes to like the trends and stuff. So like when all this shit, uh, I remember like the ball man, when, when they had their, their biker denim coming out and I was like, dude, first of all, I can't fit those fucking jeans. Right. I'm not spending money on that shit, but there were options out there like 80, 90 bucks, or even like, I think uh, Ralph even got to it. Um, even like when Ralph got into it, he did like hundred dollar pants. I was like, all right, that's, that's fine. You know what I mean? Like, that's perfectly fine. But other than that, like, I'm not about to fucking spend 1800. I don't even know how much they were, but $1,800 or anything like that. Wow. Um, yeah. Hold on. You said, you need to, let me, yeah. I mean, um, at the end of the day, man, when it, when it comes down to it, I just tell people I just, so one of the things I think that I used to get pigeonholed into like back in the early to mid aughts was I was just a streetwear guy, right? You'd see me in hundreds, you'd see me in crooks, you'd see me yeah. um, with whatever brand, whatever other brand was out there. And now I think that I've gotten older of my, like you said, our tastes have gotten refined, not so much in the, in the cost sense. Cause I think when people think refined, they think, uh, right. they think like, just like expensive. It's more so that I've like, I've really nailed my, aesthetic which is americana or cozy boy and somewhere in between little sporty in between um and when when that when i got to that point it's best for me to when i try to like you know expand my wardrobe a little bit it's just like all right let me just do what i'm doing now but with a twist so i can't go from i just don't think at least at my age it's not cool to go from like well one day i'm gonna be wearing like some essentials and then tomorrow I'm be wearing like some shit that you would only see on the runway. It's like, no man, you gotta like, you gotta like just increments, yeah. increments. Otherwise it looks like a, and I tell people this about appropriation in general. It's like, if it looks like you're wearing a costume, then you're not doing it right. If you look comfortable, whatever it is yeah. you're wearing, whether it's a fucking $5 t-shirt, $20 jeans and yeah. some, you know, some chucks or something like that, you look like a million bucks. That's what matters. Yeah. But if you're the so. same guy and you're wearing I, I, you're wearing like supreme head to toe with this fucking like the, like the fucking shoulder bag and shit like that i'm like all right well i'm gonna look at you a little funny um yeah i think that's me being curmudgeonly honestly uh, <laughs> but i so so uh, when i was at uh, my boys opening we spoke about this before burgers 99 i'm not in the streetwear scene per se but i do wear some streetwear i have i think i still have like a couple of streetwear items in my closet still but it i kind of marvel at like the scene when I like hang out with my friends who are into it, they like they have other friends over. I'm like, okay, they either look like they're straight out of a fucking '90s sitcom, like a early '90s sitcom, or they're doing way too fucking much. And then one of the things I just like to people watch, you know. So when I see, yeah. I think earlier this year the opening is opening a Burger Nine Nine. Shout out to Geo. Like it was the first time, well, probably the last outing that I was at. I would see the, this dude, and like everything about the outfit was like fine. It just didn't look like it was natural on him. And then I, I saw him keep fidgeting 
like keep fidgeting with the shoulder bag i was like mm -mm. i was like if you like if yeah. you if you're a pro you don't even look at it you fucking like one hand whoop, you like put it over your shoulder and you're good to right. go i was like it's it's literally the the epitome of like act like you've been there before for sure and, and I, I think, think too i mean like a lot of it too like you, you hit the nail on the head you know you i think it's it's about finding what works for you i think like you said like part of that at least for me came from just getting a little bit older knowing what I know, but also having the confidence to be like, okay, I know these things and I can appreciate brands, styles, whatever that I like. And I think are dope, but I don't necessarily have to feel pressure to wear them. I can just wear what I want to wear and I can refine my taste down to what works for me. I can take some risks where I want to ri get risk, but I think all that comes down to just, you know, growing up a little bit. I think knowing more about yourself, what you're really yeah. into, Hell yeah. I think so then trick then trickles into that confidence about, all right, I don't feel the pressure to wear streetwear if I'm not really into it. I'm just going to wear denim and Vans and a dark, uh, like a hoodie or dark sweatshirt or whatever. Yeah. Like that's good for me. Right. Doesn't mean you're, it, you gotta, yeah. And I think, and I think that for me, that just, you know, and I think also, you know, like working in the industry a bit, I think sort of affected me personally where I, I want to think, I don't, I want to think less about it every day. You know, there's times yeah. when I want to think about it, like I said, and I'll kind of get into it, put together something, um, you know, but ultimately a lot of times like day to day, I don't want to think a ton about it. Right. You yeah. know, so I want to have the freedom to not think about it or think about it. If I, if I, if I actually want to put something together, yeah. so. you don't want to spend an hour in your fucking closet every day. Cause that's just, yeah, it's annoying, exactly. man. We got life yeah. to live. And that's exactly right. It's, and you know, like I think too, the more complicated life gets, like you've got, you've got kids. I think that adds a whole other layer to it of, you know, you, you want to be yourself in a way that makes sense for your life, but also like for the rest of your life too, you know? So, yeah, I do. Um, so, the funny thing for me was that I'm slowly starting to get to that point where, excuse me, I have um, quote unquote bummy clothes and then it's literally just drool clothes. So when I'm holding Malcolm, I, I he bet, drools yeah. like a motherfucker. I'm like, With I have like two a two kids for sure. You I have like good. a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle shirt that I'm just like, all right, well, fuck it. I'll just wear this shit. Like some Target stuff, which, and there's nothing wrong with Target stuff either, no. but I just wear that in the house, but I, I, I was telling yeah. P, I was like, look, I want to get to, I was like, don't take this wrong way, but I want to get to the point where no matter what I wear outside, it's like, it's going to be like, oh, well, this is, this is a good piece as opposed to like, cause I have some really, really low end stuff. And then the mid grade stuff, me being a cheap ass, I think is like worth a million dollars, but it's really not right. Like a hundred dollar. Right. And this is privileged, you know, seeping out of me, but like a hundred dollar hoodie 100. or something like that. 100. But it's like, I, I want to get to the point where I'm like, no matter what I wear outside, nothing's going to be quote unquote, like my beater clothes. Right. Like it's just going to be stuff that I wear. And she's like, all right, well, that's pretty bold. But I was like, well, it needs to be fun as a dad. My shit needs to be functional first. For sure. I could find so like my I was I was having a conversation with my, my guy B about um Stone Island because they make some really cool things and I love the fact that like a lot of their um a lot of their labeling is like attached with buttons. Yeah. And like the just their logo look it looks like a heritage brand that kind of pivots towards um it it's like a ref, it's almost like a refined sportswear a little bit. Yeah. It's like yeah. ref, like really refined cozy boy. So I was talking to him about it because he has a lot of pieces and he probably has the most out of all my other friends. And he's like, yeah, it's like, it's like wearing art. Like some of it's like wearing art. I was like, what you mean? I was like, cause I, you know, I wanted to buy some cargo pants or something like that. And he's just like, I was like, look, I need something that, that I could, that moves with me. And then like, I won't be mad about it if I have to chase my kid around the fucking playground yeah. or something like that. And he's just like, no, you don't want to do that. I was like, what you mean? I was yeah. like, it's cargo pants. He's like, 
Yeah, but you're not supposed to put. I was like, first of all, I would never. Let's get this right straight. Yeah, I would never put anything in the fucking cargo pockets of cargo pants. If you do, yeah. you're an asshole. All right, yeah. like I mean, you should stop listening. Didn't we to this learn our podcast? lesson? Didn't yeah. we learn our lesson about cargo pants? No, cargo I'm pants. I'm fine going back to it, but I feel like we learned it. We need to learn our lessons. About yeah, it. what you know? What if if makers are really smart, what they would do is just sew the fucking not even have yeah, a sew pocket. that shit shut. <laughs> just make look. a panel. Yeah. Just get the look. I know we talked about you, function earlier, but but yeah, for real. No, this, let's, yeah, let's draw the line somewhere. This is one part where I'm just like, no, no, fuck that. I'm not. I'm not using that cargo pockets but he's like yeah even though it looks like like it could stand some hard use he's like don't do it i was like all right well fair enough like i'm not gonna do that so it's more so like that's when i started really pivoting towards cozy boy and even this year you know especially with covid i'm like well if i'm gonna look kind of bummy i'd rather look kind of bummy into some essentials or something like that and that's when i really started kind of i've i've liked jerry's stuff for a while i didn't think it would fit on me because of he he styles everything i think I think he styles everything. And I'm talking about Jerry Lorenzo for people that are only kind of familiar with essentials or fear of so, God, but. So, so not Jerry Garcia from the Grateful Dead. <laughs> Hold on. We gotta, I gotta adjust was, my notes here. He was I'm also, Mr. Garcia is also a style icon as well. If you want I mean, if you want that fried not, out look. <laughs> not for me personally, for many, uh, I celebrate their freedom to have any, like a style icon be whoever they want to be so right. i'm gonna agree and disagree <laughs> no but I, I mean so i when i anytime i looked at jerry's stuff it would fit him really well he's a tall slender guy and and you know that's the archetype for if you're making clothes for somebody it's gonna be the tall slender guy yeah. relatively broad shoulders and like a small waist so i was like that's not me i'm just kind of yeah. like i'm rectangular sloping shoulders so i was like ah hundred dollar sweats ah, i don't know you know it's slightly yeah, i was like i was like slightly drop crotch i was like mm, i don't know but it, i when i put them on i was like all right this is dope like this is dope yeah. as fuck so when i when i moved over to that i was like okay now i'm starting to re- that's when i really started like turning up um yeah common essential stuff and i'm glad i did because I, again, I don't like really pay attention to like what celebrities are wearing or like what publications are putting out there, but like he blew the fuck up this year. Yeah. And I think huge. we and you spoke about it earlier, but like the well, well deserved too, in my opinion. Yeah. Hell yeah. He's been grinding for a while. Um, but like he started doing a bunch of like collaborations, but like a good type of collaboration. Yeah. Like it yeah. wasn't like, it wasn't like, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shit on this guy again, but like Ronnie Feig, it, it wasn't like Kith. Yeah. Where you just throw everything out there, like I know you're talking about the the Zenia stuff. Ronnie, Ronnie Fi is going to be laughing when Kit turns into a 500 million dollar brand that gets acquired by oh. somebody. But oh, but yeah. side 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 argument, yeah, side yeah for sure. Yeah, and I think like the stuff that he did with Zegna was like, oh, when I saw, it, I was like, damn, I was like, I can't afford any of this shit. But I was like, yeah. maybe I want to get like, I was like, maybe I want to get like the bandana or something like that. Or right. I was like, yeah. uh, but I the he captured like the 80s, like the South beach 80s businessman in the winter like oh, to the tea yeah because i think he had like a linen suit with like these really exaggerated pleats and like the really fat like um uh shoulder pads and stuff like that i was like man that's not for me but fuck i was like if that doesn't that like that shit looks like dope as hell and yeah and that was one of the things that i liked it was it was this year right that he, they dropped yeah. like it was uh, this year yeah summer I, I think uh yeah it was i think the first collection came out in the summer yeah Okay. I think for me, I think you're dead on. I, he, for me, like both Fear of God and then also his, he is a designer in general and also his collab with Zenia. Those are, those three things were probably like for me, the biggest, most interesting thing about fashion in this, in this year, which was obviously like wild and crazy just because of the, the world in general. 
But um, I think for so many reasons, I think his story and the story of his brand and how he's designing clothes is fascinating to me. I think, yeah. you know, he, he, and he is also for me, a great example of kind of where I'm at with my kind of like consumption of fashion, what I'm into in that it's a brand that I think is incredible, super cool. The designs are really amazing. Um, but not something I would, I don't necessarily think I would actually buy and wear me personally, just from mm -hmm. a style perspective, but that doesn't mean that I don't think it's incredible and, you know, and can really admire on a lot of levels. So, yeah, yeah I mean, I think, I think it's like, it was, it's, it's such a great mix from a style and design perspective of a, of a couple different trends. Like you said, a little bit of the drop crotch, a little bit of like the long billowy silhouettes, yeah. a little bit of sportswear, a little bit of nineties. It sort of took from all those sorts of areas in really interesting ways, but didn't do it so much where it felt like a put on yeah. uh, it all. We, it all felt very consistent and, and authentic. And I think that's another thing that I think is so interesting about, about him as a designer and his brand is, and especially with his collab with Zinia, like that authenticity, I think is a really unique part about who he is. You know, he definitely kind of bucks the trends of, of everything we sort of think of, if we think we want to think about like cliche fashion things, right? He's yeah. from LA, he's a designer of color. He's doing, you know, trends in different ways. He did a collab with a huge old school legacy fashion brand. Um, and I think all those stories kind of combined at all at once to just make a really, really interesting story. And obviously I think he just signed a deal with Adidas. So I, I think he's only going to blow up. I'm so and, fucking um, mad about that. I mean, I'm happy, but I'm mad. Really? <laughs> I think, well, do you feel like he shouldn't have done it or do you just feel no, like, it no, was I think like he should have for sure. So the, the yeah. thing is, you know, being a Nike loyalist, man, I think that. Okay. So I you're just the, a bitter Nike the, head. Yeah. Right, I, I'm a, I put the blinders on. Right. Cause when Kanye kind of started his whole rant and be like, yeah. well, fuck you guys, you know, I'm, I, you don't let me really create or something like that. That was a valid argument. Right. Like they didn't truly let him create his shoe. It was a retro looking shoe, but you saw all the elements of other shoes in there. Yeah, yeah. Not saying it wasn't a dope shoe, but, but you yeah. can see what they did. And when he left, um, you know, that's when the, the whole off white thing kind of started. It took a couple of years. Right. But I think right. when Virgil came on, they're like, okay, we're really going to let you dissect this shoe. You could maintain the silhouette, but you could kind of turn it inside out, dissect right. it and stuff like that. So he was being, he was able to do the stuff that Connie wanted to do. I was like, okay. Right. I was like, all right. Like, like now we're getting yeah. somewhere. Now we're getting somewhere. And then, you know, when that started kind of fizz, not necessarily fizzling out, but like when that had kind of run its course is when they attached themselves to Jerry, when his name was bubbling. And the fact that they let him design his, his own shoe like he's been dining, designing his own shoes for years but yeah. the fact that he made like a performance shoe style yeah. like you know like just just like street ready shoes and stuff like that right. i was like oh shit this is dope but i kind of saw it, i kind of saw it coming because last year was a fucking huge year for him and then they kind of started doing the colors of death and i don't think he had i honestly don't think he had that much control over which colors would get put out Right. So well, you think, think Nike blew it at the end of the day? Do you think they just I, yeah, didn't get for it? sure. Okay. For sure. Because I copped, I was, I was, I, I slept on the first release of the Nike and NBA collab with fear God, um, like the, like the tearaway pants and stuff like that. Cause I had some, I had tearaway pants like in the nineties. Yeah. I was like, Oh, nineties say less. Like I'm, I'm all over that shit. And yeah. when I saw the new collection, it was scaled down from an imagination standpoint. So yeah. I thought to myself, something's up that maybe he's 
like let me just do this because I'm contractually obligated and then get this out, like kind of get this out of here. That's just the thought that I had in my head. Cause like this guy, everything he does, while it's not something I might wear, it's so it's dope. Right. So the stuff that he did for like the Negro league, uh, the Negro league, it was just like the, the baseball stuff was like, he put that together with his aesthetic and it was fucking dope. Then like, there's a story behind it. And like, it was very thoughtful. And then when I don't see thoughtfulness in a piece of his, that's when I'm like, okay, like what's going on here. So then, somebody i'm not going to name names because they know somebody at nike that they're like nike still thinks you need us we don't need you and i was like if you're gonna blow with with somebody you yeah. don't blow with fucking jerry man and not right like, now yeah not no. not in 2019 2020 yeah no for, no with that sure. fucking with that fucking wave he's writing and for then sure. and yeah. then you think about all the people that are able to create their own silhouettes at, yeah. at adidas whether i fuck with them musically or on artistic level yeah. or not you got pharrell making everything from his own slides to his own NMDs, which don't even look like NMDs. Then you have, you know, Kanye and his Yeezy line and like his Yeezy line, like to one of my other friends points, like it has an opinion, like whether it's stuff I like or not, it has an opinion and you can tell the the thoughtfulness that goes into it. Even Kid Cudi has his own shoe that he's dropping this year, I think. Um, so all these people are like getting their own like unique, like, they, they get to share their unique yeah. vision, whether it bombs or not is irrelevant, but the fact that it's where artists want to be, you know what I mean? Absolutely. So it's kind of like, if you're an artist, you either go for yeah. the safe, you know, the safe corporate job, which is Nike, or you get right. to truly create and maybe yeah. not make as much money, but you still get your name out there and known as a right. true creative. So, and, and I think Adidas is smartly, they're doubling down on that. Like they are really continuing to embrace that. And now the, they have become that brand, like you said, where artists go to create. And that is now their sort of motto. And I think that's only going to continue to let them land bigger and bigger people. If they, if uh, they, because that's that. now what people think, you know? Yeah. I, I think they, I'm hoping that they learned their lesson because for a while they were, they weren't necessarily killing, but they were making big gains on Nike with the Ultra Boost and yeah. um, the Easy Line. And what else, what else was it that they were like killing it with? There was a couple of shoes where there are oh, the NMDs, the first, NMDs, the first yeah. run of the NMDs. And then the, just, ul, the Ultra Boost, did you say that? Yeah. That's yeah. Like, the Ultra Boost like. and the NMDs. But then they, what they did was they just saturated the market. I was like, okay, you're not going to out Nike Nike. And that's when they kind of yeah. fell off. And that's when I think yeah. the artist platform really like started yeah. going up there. And I was like, okay, like now yeah. you're, you might not make as, as many games as you want to, but you create a culture there where it's like right. true creators want to fuck with this. So yeah, I'm happy for, sure. for, I'm super happy for Jerry. Um, I think probably one of the biggest menswear moves of the year. What do you think is the biggest? What to you? Which uh, is the biggest? I mean, to me, that, I definitely. I, I mean, I would say I think maybe. I mean, depends on how you define biggest. But for me personally, I think Fear God Zenya was was again. We, we I, I mentioned we're talking that was about super Jerry, groundbreaking. So. Yeah. So I think for a lot of levels, uh, on a lot of levels, one I think the the combination of the two aesthetics was uh, was amazing. I think the, it felt, and maybe, I don't know if it's just because I'm a fan, but I feel like high fashion trying to do a collab with streetwear, like being in a very like reductive sense, that idea um, got really played out the last couple of years. And most of them felt uh, pretty inauthentic to me and not, you know, not solid regardless of like how many, like, how many pieces of things that Supreme Louis Vuitton sells. Like, I just don't get some of those. Yeah. So, but that one, for example, I think felt really, 
much more like authentic. I, and I just think it made a lot more sense, but also was such an interesting combination of styles between Jerry's style. And then also with, you know, Xenia's history and, you know, they are not only a leader in sort of, you know, just global menswear in general and global fashion in general, but specifically in suiting. And also like, I just don't think people know how deeply embedded they are also in the fabric game. I mean, they are one of the, the world's finest creators of, of suiting fabric also. Mm. So their heritage and I think style, and I think only recently the last couple of years, they really uh, hired a couple of great people internally from a design perspective to really start pushing the limit. They kind of gave up the reins a little bit on the tradition. I don't know if it was old school leadership or money or, or what, but I think they really, the last couple of years really came on a lot in terms of pushing the boundaries in terms of their general style, their, their fashion and their collections. And I think Fear of God is like a, a great example. You, of that, you right? don't so, see, you don't see luxury brand. Like you said, those collaborations really work out more than just one one like capsule. a one-off, like, oh, it's like a that's a dope, that's a, yeah, it's a capsule or that's a dope PR headline, yeah. or you are forcing yourself to try and present yourself as a brand who has a finger on the pulse of the street or, you know, is throwing a bone to, you know, designers of color for, you know, some fake diversity move or whatever. Yeah. And not that that's, that's ever a bad thing, but it just doesn't feel real and authentic. And I think for, for me, at least that there's something about that, that just felt a little more real. And I think Man. outside, outside of the styles being just fucking dope, um, especially even the women's wear, to be honest, like the, I thought the women's, yeah. the women's pieces were as good or maybe better even than the men's. But yeah. I just think he, the, he, they gave him the freedom to, to cook and he really, uh, did justice to Zanya's heritage and fabrics and style. So I thought that in that sense, it was a, it was a perfect match. I yeah, think they both, they both really made the most of it. I think. I know that like, I didn't follow Zanya as much, but anytime I, I remember them, I remember them like back in the day, like they would have billboards and stuff like that. They didn't necessarily advertise on TV or anything like that, but I remember right. driving around LA with my parents, I would see some stuff like, you know, like the old school, like Paco Rabanne and stuff like that. Or for, like, for real, yeah. like, but I would see it and it was always, it was kind of timeless, right? In the in the in the sense, so it was kind of like um, one of those designer brands was like, we're always going to make stuff that's that that isn't necessarily trendy, but it'll work whatever area you're in. You can wear it fucking forever. It's a you know, it's a high end you know uh, department store brand. But look at yes, yeah. but if you take it like one step above, like look at all the bullshit Virgil's putting out with with fucking Louis, and it's like no, it's not working. Right. It's not working at all because you see how this, like, I think Virgil had a really bad year. Like, if we're pivoting yeah. to like who had the worst year, I think Virgil probably had the worst year. And I don't see him at Louis for more than a, honestly, a yeah. year and a half. I give him a year I, and a half before he's out. I think if if anything, I think his, I don't know. Like, I've never been a huge fan. I think I I absolutely love how he broke ground in, in a, a, yeah. a number of ways, yeah. just as a, as a designer, as a person, as from a style perspective, you know, the fuck the system aspect. I absolutely yeah. love that about him, but I think just the aesthetic and the vibe and the hype and the, all of those pretentiousness, things, man, it just became oversaturated too. So I think it's a victim of just like, 
him basically being revered to such a degree and there's such a level of saturation with his, with everything he does that I think people just naturally got tired of it. And I don't think that's necessarily all his fault. Like, no, it's you know, a lot of things it, going on can get at the same time. I just think at a certain point, like so much of his stuff, at least from a design perspective and a, and a clothing perspective and shoes and whatever, just kind of was like, I just was like, what, what is that? Like, I don't like, it no. feels like you're literally just like throwing random shit out there. Cause you got to, because you're designing for 10 different brands and you have this like, weird aesthetic that you're trying to consistently reinvent which you know is not totally a bad thing but i think after a while it just was like what is all this i don't know yeah. that was my take on it I, you're yeah. throwing at the wall Again, you're throwing I, shit at the wall and seeing what sticks That's for real and i doing. think and i think for a long time whatever he threw at the wall stuck and i think that was ultimately part of the problem you know i actually think that he's stuck in the sense of like it was popular with a huge number of people sold a lot of stuff that sort of like you know that's and then you just rinse wash repeat basically it's, it's, for real right so my homegirl i just talked about ryan she she lives like behind the orange curtain but like the really affluent area she's like yeah, yeah. she's like i see off-white on more like oh, yeah. midlife crisis soccer moms than i do on anyone that's actually got yeah. a, any amount of swag and i was like well you see that yeah. like the square with the arrows and stuff like that or you see like some spray paint yeah. or something like that you're like okay this is you kind of know what it is already right yeah. rather than focusing on the actual materials and the cut and stuff like that and i think that i mean first of all the pretentiousness i think really shines through with him when he tries to go too meta with things and then you're like what are you talking about so just his thought his quote-unquote thought process when it seems very um how do I how do I see this without being a dick to him? Ah, I fucking don't care. He doesn't know who the fuck I am. But I was like, he's copycatting a lot of shit. He's copycat. He's copycatting a lot of shit. And not and and you know, I understand that fashion is cyclical. But I was like, when you're like ripping shit off like that much, yeah, I gotta kind of look at you funny. And in all honesty, while I am happy for him, like, I'm, I, I think it's funny that people keep use the term. I'm gonna keep it two virtuals. <laughs> like, what are you trying to? What he did right. cover up? How much he he yeah. donated to like charitable not, or like community organizations and stuff like that. Yeah. Like during during all the civil unrest with the systemic racism, it's like, bro. First of all, why are you posting it and saying this shit? Second of all, I while I don't fuck with Bobby Hunters that much, he had the perfect he had the perfect Instagram. It sounds funny in essence, yeah. but he had the perfect Instagram caption on on the writing and the looting and stuff like that and yeah. while it was done by a small amount of people i don't think i i'm 100 sure the looting didn't come from people who are really upset about systemic racism they were they're kind of in the generation where they're like well let me be opportunistic and take this yeah. opportunity to do some other fuck shit but it's all consumerism and if you're not at least going to put some thoughtfulness into the consumerism which is yeah. what he it, he showed it by saying look what i did look what i did 50 bucks and they're like what right. you're not even gonna look at how much like you're not even gonna look at the receipt bro you're not gonna black that yeah. out like what the fuck are you doing and then the pop smoke album cover yeah. like that was i mean i don't fuck with pop smoke but when i saw that show, i was like this looks like it was done by pen and pixel like this yeah. looks like a cash money but like really bad like the early 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 stages of, of that so i think he had the worst year and if i'm keeping it Funky, I think out of Kanye's whole group, I think him and Jasper are the least, the least creative out of that group. Yeah, I would say. Yeah, I, I, I think you. I mean, you're dead on with all the stuff. I mean, I don't really fuck with Virgil too much anyway. Yeah. Um, so same. for me, it's it's easy to just be like, whatever. I don't really. Yeah, get I'm a poor. It. I can't afford his shit. But yeah, I like. It, I'm a I'm a washed white. So I'm like, whatever. Like, I just don't <laughs> like. I can't fuck with that. Like. You know, again, outside of the fact that I, I, you know, in the beginning, I just loved like, 
you know, a lot of the, his fuck the system shit. Like I, I fully respect that, but yeah. um, yeah. And I think, again, I think some of it's not his fault. I think some of it is just like, he, I, I would assume like uh, your boy Kanye, I think at a certain point has so many uh, yes people around him also that there's no yeah. one that's checking, that's really checking his decisions. And, you know, on one hand, you, you know, you can't, you can't fault a guy for getting it what he can get it, you know, from a money and a fame and yeah. a, get it how you know, live, and an exposure standpoint, you know? So but again, I think, you know, you hit that saturation point and it's like, you you know, it's bound to happen whether you want it to or not. It doesn't and, matter how um, expensive the brand is. You're going to, you're going to get there. You're going to get real, there yeah. if you're not careful. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, in terms of worst year, I, I think that's a great call. Um, I don't know if I have really any other. Kith. Other than, yeah. I mean, Kith, <laughs> I, I would say my, mine was one, mine is maybe going to be sort of you know, bigger sense. I think uh, brands trying too hard had a shit here, if that makes sense, whether it be yeah. performative stuff. Um, Let's post a during... black square and say, we care about yeah, you. And for then real. Do exactly. Shit. Right. Yeah. For real. Whether it's, whether it's, it's performative, uh, performative things on Instagram, whether it's forced collaborations that don't feel authentic, whether it's, uh, you know, dramatically shifting their, uh, product line and their marketing to work from home during COVID. I mean, all of those things, like ultimately at the core of those decisions, there's something good in there, but the execution um, and the thoughtfulness and doing what's right, as opposed to just doing something because you feel like you have to, I think ultimately. So what was the first brand that made you like in. roll your eyes when like all this shit started popping off? Like even before. Man, I, I don't know. You know, for me, it's tough to say because admittedly um, I, part of my 2020 vibe was really taking a big step back from social media, Instagram specifically. I'm not a big right. huge social media guy anyway. Right. Um, but specifically with Instagram, um, whether it's COVID or the election or, um you know everything else it just felt like a lot to me and i think taking a break from that like just the deluge for me was very helpful for my mental yeah. uh, my own personal mental health and being more selective about what i put my time and and mental strength into it's whether it's work or family or friends or just kind of bringing that focus down so i know this is really about you know mental yeah, protect passion, your energy but, man. this is about self-care but, too. but yeah but um but I think, you know, I, I don't know if it's one brand, but I think the amount of bandwagon jumping on trying to prove that you are a socially responsible brand or you're supporting, you know, um, racial injustice or you're supporting people supporting those things um, at a certain point, again, it's tough because I think the, at the core wanting to do something good is always good that yeah. should never die. We should not kill that, yeah. but we should think harder about how we do it. And are we really doing this for the right reasons? Or are we simply doing it because we think it's, 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 we're supposed to do it. We're because then it's, then it's just performative. You're yeah. not making any, any impact. So I know it's a very slippery slope, I think. Um, Agreed. And I think everyone just kind of felt like whether it's, Oh, like, look how noble we are. Or our customers are begging us, are talking shit on Instagram because we didn't post a black square. Like, yeah. there's just a lot. There's a lot of shit in there that is that is very complicated. Yeah. But um, I think there's a lot of people who did a lot of good, authentic things. Like you mentioned, Bobby Hundreds. I think you're dead on. I think that like, his voice was very strong. I think there were great voices out there. Um, and I think I just think so much of it felt, you know, 
performative to me. But again, yeah. like that, this is a, this is a very this is a challenging perspective to have, you know, as as someone who, you know, wants to understand as much as they can, but also someone who is white, quite frankly, and and doesn't <laughs> understand the yeah. the nuances of this, wants to try and do everything they can to understand it and do what they can but won't ever fully understand and also tries to be self-aware about that too you know yeah I so, know. um there's a i think there's um to your point you know like brands doing good whatever the intention behind it is at least yeah. they did something good but yeah i it, it is a double-edged sword what i yeah. tell people is, is is trying to do good and doing something fake or performative ultimately worse than not doing anything yeah. that's a really tough question to ask you know question question people's intention I, but one of the things fuck, i think it was um tough question to ask pete holmes was on fuck what was his name the guy that used to have the nightly show um, 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 um he was executive producer on fresh prince fuck larry wilmore so okay. larry wilmore had a podcast with pete holmes and they were discussing does the act count more than the intention and pete holmes i didn't know this but he was he's a comedian but he was i think he's pretty spiritual or pretty religious and he said the intention counts more because if you're true in your heart then you know whatever you put forth is 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 going to be um a great thing and and larry moore is like well to your counterpoint he's like there are tribes somewhere in the world where they believe doing horrendous things to people like cleanses them or there's there's these groups of people who who truly believe they're not doing this because they're evil yeah they're doing this because they're doing evil things because they truly believe that it'll do good in the end so the intention there while it seems pure the act is fucked up and then they said you know like they went back to i believe like um um the great emancipator Lincoln. They're like, Lincoln, he didn't fuck with black people. He was just like, I want you guys to go back to Africa, but I'll yeah. free you. Like right. I'll do my part and free you, but I want you to go back to Africa. It's like, so what did, what did better? And it's like yeah. the act, the act yeah. to me, the act is always going to be better. The intention is a nice to have, yeah. but the act is, is, is always going to be better. So the brands that were putting up money and shit like that, I'm like, cool. And, and I think that one of the things I tell people is that, no, no company should be above reproach. You should always question these things, but at the same For time, sure. be, be easy on yourself because we live yeah. in a society where you cannot escape, you can't escape racialized um, capitalism. Yeah. Unfortunately, that's just how it works. Yeah. But no matter what color you are, yeah. you, 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 if you live in this society and you want to like be comfortable or make a good living for your friends or for your family or whoever, right. like we still, I mean, I hate to say it, man, but we still fuck with Amazon. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? DoorDash and for real. I mean, there's Door- a million of them. Yeah. Instacart. I mean, like how, how deep do you want to really audit? Like where exactly. you spend your money and, and what brands you support. Right. You bro, know? And, an, and ultimately everyone's trying to head. do their best. Yeah. Nike too. You know, I mean, the Chinese Muslims, cell phones, that Apple, whoever yeah. it is. Yeah, exactly. Real, so I was like, you know? I, mean, I was like, unless, unless we really out here, like sending stuff via snail mail and only sustainably sourcing our pencils, like you can't escape <laughs> it, man. Right. Right. Like it's, it sucks. Yeah. That it has yeah. to be this way but on the on the flip side i tell people you can still be consumer at heart yeah and not live in a country like this because on the flip side people are like well do you want to be a socialist or whatever it is there you want to be fucking kind of like dude you don't understand there's like socialist countries that they dress just like us or maybe better and they're fine yeah. like you can have nice things that having nice things is not yeah. american having nice yeah. things is just having nice things like you don't yeah. have to 
ascribe to whatever the fuck is going on here Absolutely. and hopefully change for the better. So hopefully with all the eyes and the scrutiny and stuff like that, um, brands do better. And yeah. I, like you said, do, I think do that, better. Yeah. Brands, I think brands that once, Just... once they, I think once they started talking like, Oh, look what we're doing. I was like, you didn't, you didn't talk about this before. So why the fuck should I care about you? Like I, I'm going to fuck with the brands that I fuck with. And yeah, as fucked up as this is kind of turn a blind eye to some of the other things they've been doing, yeah. unless it's egregious. I mean, all of it's egregious, I think, right. Like the child yeah. labor and stuff like that, but I don't, I don't know the answer. Yeah. There's, you know? I mean, unfortunately there isn't an answer, you know? And I think like, like I said, you know, I think people, as long as people put some thought into it um, and I think ultimately think about, you know, you know, what they're putting out there in terms of words and on social media or whatever. Yeah. And they think really cr more critically about like whether or not they are in the, in a place to criticize that or the other thing, you know, because they've probably made decisions that are supporting brands like, you know, talking shit about a brand on, on their Instagram yeah. for not being sustainable or whatever, while you're typing that on your iPhone <laughs> is a little contradictory. And yeah. I think that's like the, the point I'm after is like, everyone's contradictory as long as you are somewhat self-aware about it and you think about it thoughtfully in terms yeah. of, if you're being you know, mindful about it. And everyone has a different threshold uh, for their contradictions. And I think that's important. Like, like you said, like we can't escape it at this point, but like, what can you, where can you make some good decisions to sort of counterbalance the, the decisions that maybe, yeah. you know, you, you, you have to make, right. You know, like so, tip your Instacart driver or right. Right. Yeah, like other you, local brands or just pay a little right. more for local brands Absolutely. or, yeah. you know what I mean? And Stuff I, like that. And I think the, lo the local brand thing in the small business is like, obviously with COVID just like everyone's getting crushed whether it's restaurants or retail shops or small designers or whatever, yeah. that is the kind of thing that we need more of, you know, more than ever. And we'll, we'll for a while, you know, yeah. not to say you, you can't, I mean, we talked about buying from, from J crew earlier, not that you can't do that, but balance it out with, with buying from your local shop, you know, yeah. you know supporting your local restaurant, whatever it is, you know, Facts, about, man. Cause you don't know, who's finding who, that balance, you, know? you don't know yeah. who's going to be here at the end of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's it's so it's so much worse now than it was before, and people are still like, I don't care. Like the fucking, this is the most LA thing ever. Those motherfuckers that raided the Erewhon and they went maskless. I was telling my boys, I was telling my boys like they didn't know what Erewhon is. I was like, dude, if you think about like Whole Foods to like a whole nother douchier plane, that's Erewhon. Like they charge you to breathe there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they you like you if they could, they charge you to breathe the air that's in there. Like that's just how it works over there. But I think so. In terms of the the worst year, there were like you said, there were a lot of brands, but I think that also brought about prominent black designers. You know, obviously Jerry and Virgil were up yeah. there. Um, Sally, I, I'm probably fucking up his name. Sally Benberry from with Versace, he's leaving to do his own thing too. Yeah. yeah. So I'm like super happy for that, and I think that you know, back to Jerry, like not to not to. I mean, I should pick him up a lot just because I fuck with everything, but most yeah. of the things he does. But I was like my biggest thing for him was that he was democratizing his brand and doing it in a way yeah. that Kanye probably wanted to do where he's like, yeah. you know, everyone's going to have a pair of Yeezys at some point. It's like, that's not, no one does have, no, no one can get it yet. You know what I mean? And I yeah. think he's getting there with his, like, whatever the fuck those, those water shoes are, you know, like if you want something Yeezy, you can get it, especially now with his partnership with, with Gap that's coming out. But yeah. I was like, you know, the fact that you can still have something and not dilute the brand by making a, a real true sub brand and making yeah. it still dope like i thought that was cool and on a higher level than that um 
Pierre Moss. Like I don't, yeah. I would not wear any of that shit. Yeah. But the fact that um, Kirby was just like, he kind of smashed the game too. And like, it yeah. kind of came out of nowhere. So the fact that all these designers are getting pushed to the forefront now because of what's yeah. going on, I think that was the, one of the lone bright spots. And as much as I, yeah. as much as I shit on, on Ronnie, I really thought his collaboration with BMW was fucking dope. Yeah. I thought that was really fucking cool. And I, you know, the Captain Crunch thing or whatever the fuck else he was doing, like, or the yeah. Coca-Cola stuff. I was like, yeah, whatever. I don't give a fuck about that. But like yeah. the, the BMW thing was, was pretty cool. I mean, like, I, I can't, like you said, once he becomes, his company becomes valued at like $500 million, he's yeah. laughing all the way to the bank. But, you know, he's kind of one of those people too, that I kind of put in the same vein as, as, uh, as Virgil, where he's a little, too meta or like pretentious about yeah. certain things i'm like dude it's just you like to just say you like this grown up rather than creating this whole narrative about well i was when i was this i want to do this that the third i'm like oh like i don't need to know that much about it and that's yeah so one of the things that's funny too about these millennial brands that are like bubbling right now is that i think a lot of those owners are are narcissistic and that they think that you want to be that they that you want to see them in the commercials. I'm like, I don't care about that shit. So like the movement yeah. commercial with those, those watches, not, yeah. I, I don't know if they're good time pieces or not, but they're like, they it's like this super fucking tech bro douchebag. Like yeah. I work out five days, five to seven days yeah. a week, like presenting themselves like, well, we wanted to make this fucking, we wanted to make this, yeah. this watch, but I'm like, dude, no one cares about that shit, man. Tell me where, tell me how you made it. Tell me yeah. if it keeps good time and, and make classic designs. and I'm cool with it, but yeah, that's the, I, I think, Sorry, go ahead. I was I no. I was just like that's that's one of the things that that annoys me about the millennial brand popping up popping up because yeah. millennial brands are like they're making headway. They're making a lot of progress everywhere. Because I mean, we yeah. bought fucking two pot, two pots from millennial brands, like like yeah. actual cooking pots, and then you know yeah. obviously it spread to shoes and yeah. self care and stuff like or sh- not shoes but uh, clothing and stuff like that. But then the downside is you get these fucking self-righteous kind of assholes you're like i don't really care about you like yeah. I, you know what are you doing yeah i mean i think that unfortunately as someone who's kind of worked in that direct consumer space for for a while i think you know things like that unfortunately are are probably not so much their fault as it is they hired an agency to make a commercial and that agency thought that uh millennials and direct-to-consumer customers want to see tech founders in their commercials pushing their product products because the tech founder as like a figure now has a lot of clout in society and on LinkedIn and and they think that that is that that now should translate into how they're advertising their products. Yeah, that's and 100% fair because you see people analyzing I, I, Elon Musk and shit like that. So I was like, all right. Right. And I think that they are fair. marketing to, a, I think it's a combination of who they're marketing it to. But I think also that is just a function of like, you know, whatever agency produced that thought that that was the way to go. It was um, definitely not Weed and Kennedy. I'll say that. Yeah, <laughs> for, for real. That shit. But I think, you know, I think a lot of, a lot of direct consumer brands, you know, are in a tough spot because they feel like they need to market themselves. Like part of what sets, part of what makes them special is that they're a young, hip, direct consumer brand geared towards millennial and we all have the same font on our site. All our sites look <laughs> the same. They all have the same story. And, yeah. you know, I, I'm not just, I'm not shitting on these brands. I work for these brands, but um, I, I know how it goes, but um, 
but it, it's an interesting. That's why know, I fuck place. with you, man. I think because you, you, you provide perspective, man, on certain I mean, things. I try. You've I, worked, I, I try. Yeah. You've worked from from it pretty much in every facet of like the clothing or the, the style industry, you for the fashion industry, you've worked in almost every aspect. So when you tell me about certain supply chain issues or whatever, like that's gospel to me. So, Cause for me, I'm just yeah. like, I'm the kind of the, the irritable end consumer. I was like, why the fuck does it take <laughs> so long for this, that, and the third? You're like, Oh no, we'll think about the sourcing and yeah. where they get the textiles from and then yeah. tariffs and stuff like that. So yeah. that stuff to me is like very yeah. important. Cause I think it does help if people that's have why you the, shouldn't, you shouldn't get pissed when you have to pay seven bucks for shipping from any brand that's smaller than a hundred million a year because shipping is they're not cutting those possible deals. and so fucking expensive. And also yeah. Amazon has fucked every other brand because now the consumer expectation is that everybody has free shipping and people just don't know, um, you know, don't know, how expensive shipping is they just did, don't know so did you watch that Rodney yeah. chang netflix special where he's just i don't like, think so i heard it was i heard it was good dude there's a there's a part where he's just like like how fucking spoiled are we by amazon he's like i'll oh, prime now get it within two hours he's like no he's like now it's gonna be prime yeah. instant he's like as soon yeah. as i think it i want it in my hand yeah. i want to be eating it like immediately and i was yeah. like it's yeah. first serious first world problems we're not that yeah for that too but also yeah we're not that far off from that unfortunately like regular size, normal brands, brands that you don't even think are, you know, small brands from a amount of business perspective, people just think that shipping is easy and it's not, it's really hard. That's oh, just one of those costs, like, but, you know, and like going back to supporting your brand, like don't get mad when you got to pay seven bucks for shipping. Yeah. Like, it takes three to five. Is, I'm stuff. fortunate in that. Like I, I know some folks who own small businesses and it's just like how fucking difficult it is for them to be like a one person shop or, even if you drop shipping, like that makes it a little easier, but you have to have so much product and know that you're going to sell that much product to make drop shipping, like For real. drop shipping an actual thing. Like shout out to Camille. She, she, uh, she, Peace Images, I think is her Instagram. She's like, she handcrafts jewelry. Yeah. But when the holiday rush comes, it's like, she's doing it all by herself and trying to like, yeah. you know, even with a, even if you buy a fucking pitney bows machine, that's cost an arm and a leg. Or yeah. you go stamps.com. It's like, you For still it. have to pack this shit up. And in the age of COVID, take your ass yeah. to the fucking, because the postal, the postal carrier, God bless them. They're not going to look at you and be like, oh, I'll take this fucking, I'll take yeah. these three crates of packages for you. No, they're not going to do that. You got to go to the fucking post office, do that shit yourself. So to, like you said, we got to look, take a step back from our privilege and be like, all right, these brands that we support, we got to pay a little more. And we can. Yeah. Fact, Consider, yeah. If we can, then do it. If you can't, I'm not faulting you for that. I mean, for I real. think that, and at least be thoughtful in that sense, especially if you're like a style bro or a style, if you're yeah. into style in general as a person. Um, but so we, the, the best and worst, we kind of went over. What was the most surprising trend for 2020 for you? Most surprising trend? Um, I don't know. That's a, that's a tough one. Uh, as someone who sort of like actively just observes trends from afar. Um, same here. It's, it's, it's a little bit of a tough question. I guess, I guess for me, I don't know. I, you know, and forgive me for, for saying this, I'm just going to sound like an old head again, but I think the continued dominance of streetwear, I think is not so much a trend, but more of just like a broader idea. Mm. Um, but it's still going strong is a little surprising. Um, yeah. I, I think that, 
this year, uh, despite COVID, I think had COVID not happened, I think it would have been a little bit more pronounced, but I think we started to see some cracks there. Yeah. But I, I think that um, fundamentally it is, it is still going to continue to be a big part of, uh, you know, just the, the landscape in general. But I, the fact that it's still as strong as it is was surprising. I, although I don't think it's necessarily going to continue for too much longer to be honest yeah. with you so i don't know if that's a i don't know if that's the most surprising trend but that was at least something that sort of stuck out to me uh, you got a good point there because i think you know the fucking big brothers watching we get served ads all the time based on what we talk about or what we're looking up or whatever but i was so one of the things i was doing i wanted to make sure that i was doing is documenting what street where i have left yeah um, i don't have one. t-shirts I do have some cut and sew pieces, right? So I actually do have like a couple, I think I have like three, three Cooks and Castles pieces. Like one's like a jacket, like one's like a, like almost like a, uh, a fishtail parka. The other was like a, it was the Medusa sweater, but it was like knit. And the third piece, I think it was like a bucket hat. But when I was like looking at that and I was telling somebody about it, like I got served an ad for Crooks. I was like, what the fuck? They're still around? Like, holy <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, Cause wow. for me, when I think of the hundreds, I think of it as a yeah. lifestyle site. I don't, I don't. For sure think of them like selling shit anymore so to your point like like the streetwear is still a thing like wow but then if you think about i think you know the youth are split up into one consuming trends like that's always going to be a thing right so those ugly ass feel disruptors people dirtying up their air force ones for no fucking reason that's maddening to me yeah but that's been going on for a while but like stuff like that i think that kids are always going to attach themselves to oh my god (laughs) you know what let's just agree to not let's just not let's just pretend that that never happened yeah uh that dior dunks were never a thing oh no they were they were the right do they do the dunks too i know they did the jordan ones the the highs and the lows oh i'm sorry yeah my bad i mean i don't even know what i'm talking about yeah the 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 the, uh the dr jordan ones yeah when they when we were uh, so the the funny thing is we did the footwear review with um some of my other friends and that was like the worst drop of the year for one of my boys shout out to oh but he's just like, this is fucking stupid. Why you, I, am like- not, I am I'm not in the sneaker game at all. You far surpassed me in that regard. Uh, but you know, dude, shoot, you see one. That's the I thing. know a in little bit. Yeah, well, eye. yeah, that's what I was yeah, gonna exactly. say. Yeah, I was like, I'm like, that's fucking whack. You know, <laughs> yeah, that's it's... you know, I know enough to know that. You know, that and I don't know. I mean, I know people love the Travis Scotts, but I just that's a. I mean, I don't know. To be honest, like, I'm the, again showing my my uh, old washed head card here. But yeah, the Dunks and the Jordan ones, I. Jordan ones like in in some of the the OG iterations I think are fucking legendary. They're untouchable. Yeah. But I am continually surprised by the popularity of Dunks and Jordan ones just in general. It's the um, it's the Travis Scott effect. Like I didn't I I listen to maybe like two or three songs of his like ever. Yeah. Because of he he's a Houstonian, so I think that may I I always figure like yeah. oh maybe he'll have some Houston heritage in there, and it never is. It's just some yeah. kind of weird yeah. sing song stuff. That's it's not it's just not for me. But then when he wears like these dunks i was like oh okay i had those back in the day like not, not a flex but it's like oh i had right. those or something like that yeah. and all of a sudden people are like hey man just because he wore these like they're fucking worth like eight times as much and i was like yeah wait what and then now he like he was like the first person to do like a fucking mcdonald's collab i was like yeah get your money young man i'm not mad at it but it's just yeah. not for me so i I, yeah. I even as a sneakerhead or a sneaker consumer i totally agree with you there I, and that's funny because so for one street, the thing that's the fact that street we're still alive, it is, I I do agree. It's like it is surprising because like the fact that Crooks is still around, and fuck, who else would be Black Scale? Are they still around? They were like well, that's a good question. I don't know. 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. So like brands like that, I'm like, I'm always like, huh, surprised that they are, like you said, that they are around, but I guess they are because they're making money. But uh, the trend, I think for me was, that was surprising mules, man. Mules for, mules for dudes. I thought was like, (laughs) I, I don't know how I felt because when I first think of mules in general, I think of an old Asian uncle who just smashes the heels of his shoes inwards and <laughs> wears them to go. To, built around this, yeah. and, go, and you go to the fucking store enough, those and yeah. shit like that. Or I'm the or old Asian man that's yeah. like walking around with his hand behind his back, yeah. like, mm, like, <laughs> like, 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 you know what I mean? Like, so the mules for me, I think, were yeah. first surprising. I didn't, and I think jerry actually helped usher that in too and i will tell i was like i'm not mad at it i don't know if i do it yet yeah I'm his not i was like huh i see it i appreciate it but i don't agree with it that's yeah i, was <laughs> I like, guess it's like i was like i'll i'll do mules before i do crocs because crocs has been blown up too man they did like a post malone collaboration they did i mean like- i i i mean not the biggest fan of his music. I think he's got some good songs, but I think his whole collab strategy is fucking legendary. And like, and I Doritos, think it's too, right? Doritos, Doritos Bud Light, uh, do Crocs. It, it's, it's amazing. So like, I think, I think his collab strategy is, is hilarious and genius. I think my biggest question, like right on, on the, your point about the mules is always like, we've really crossed over into like where, what's the line between like, this is like, actually cool and like this is cool because it's like different ridiculous and funny or just different in general yeah Yeah, like being comically disruptive like like ironic like the difference between like this is actually cool and ironic cool i think is so blurred now yeah i don't even think that that exists anymore so i think that's part of it i mean the whole thing with like you know i mean just like to very broad term but like the whole ugly sneaker trend like like the the dad shoes just like all the dad (sighs) shoes like the, you know, I, I just, I never was on board with that. I, you know, no. I never understood it fully, but I think that's, that's an, you know, that, that's something to kind of go along with the mules is like, we're still yeah. in that sort of like, is just weird, uh, is weird, just cool now. And like, if it's, if it's super weird and you don't get it, is it automatically cool? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a late know. adopter when it comes to certain things like that. And I was like, but at least with yeah. mules, if, yeah. cause Nike even dropped their own fucking wildly expensive $120 yeah. mules. Yeah, like I actually try to pull the trigger. Separate they, issue, yeah. They canceled the order on me. I was like, all right, well, I just saved money. But I was like, even if I, even if the trend doesn't last, I was like, well, I have a comfortable ass pair of fucking house slippers. Like that's, yeah, that's sort of how I can at least do it. It's like the, the right attitude. Yeah, but we're like, like, I first of all, I'm never, I, I never liked the dad shoe trend, and that was one of those things. Being somebody who's like entrenched in the sneaker culture, I kind of knew this yeah. isn't gonna last. It's gonna be a wave that's cool for, and they're gonna they're going to cake off this shit, but then, you know, it's no different than the driving shoe trend of like the early two thousands to more like diesel and Puma and shit like that. were like really doing their thing. And it's like, look where that went. They went fucking nowhere. And now people yeah. make fun of you for making, for like wearing the old ass club sneaker from back in the day, because it looked like kind of like a dress yeah. shoe and it was comfortable. So yeah. Like, cause look at like, you know, the fucking Balenciagas and shit like that. And I was like, who's still wearing those? And if you, if you're still wearing them, you look like an asshole. You're not getting anything on the resale value on the resale market <laughs> yeah. from, you know what I mean? Like, and shout yeah. out to Cardi. Like uh, she fucking, I, the, my a favorite national thing, treasure who should be protected at all costs yes the, the fact like her lyric where she's like i like the balenciagas and will look like socks i was like i knew exactly what she was talking about i was like that's how you know she's hit as fuck but For just real. likes expensive shit 
I'm not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not too mad at that, but at a certain point, yeah, we're just, just we're all, we're all living. We're all living. My, my advice, my advice to any of the hype beasts that are listening to this and they're probably not, but if you're going to wear mules and you're going to wear mule sockless, you better fucking moisturize. Right. Like Max. I don't know. Like and at least, whole... at least, you know, just, just take care of the feet. Just at, at the <laughs> very least, like don't get, you know, don't go crazy, but like, just know that the world can see what's going on. Yeah, nobody wants to. You're nobody, assaulting our eyes. <laughs> nobody wants yeah. to. No one wants to. No one wants to look like. I mean, maybe they do. I don't care, but like they don't care. But we care. It's like we don't want to. Yeah. If you're gonna wear like shoes that like show your actual feet, like you shouldn't be looking like you fucking kicked a bag of flour for like three hours. Like that's just absolutely. it's not cool, man. Like yeah, absolutely. And you know, shout out to my wife again. Cause she's the one who told me like, you need to do more than just moisturize your fucking yeah. elbows, knees and ankles, man. Putting, like, you on, putting you on to the uh, foot care. Good for her. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, no, Same. you need to moisturize like everything. I was like, it feels so weird. And she's just like, <laughs> I was like, I feel, I feel like yeah. this is different. She's like, it's called moisture motherfucker. Like it's, it, it lasts beyond the actual And then after shower. a few weeks, you're like, oh damn, like this is actually good. Like where, why haven't I been doing this for 10 years? Yeah, yeah exactly. So yeah. heed my words. Cause Self-care. I will fucking roast you. If I yeah. see you in public rocking mules as a fashion statement, if you're rocking mules, like the old Asian uncle, yeah. I'm not mad at it. But then yeah, if there's, you're a, doing there's that, definitely like a, there's an age limit. Once you cross that threshold, like, Dude, no. it doesn't fucking matter anymore. Yeah. And and honestly, if you're doing that, like the Asian uncle mule trend, you're wearing slouchy ass white socks anyway with some fucking like True. some black chinos and suspenders yeah. or some shit like that. And some accountant and, glasses. Yeah. It's so, all, it's all, it's all, all bets are off. Yeah. Yeah. So motherfuckers need to pay attention to their goddamn, like, yeah. like what they're doing. If you're going to expose something, make sure it's moisturized or whatever the fuck, like, because we just, just life lessons right there from, from, from retro guys, <laughs> life lessons. If your skin is exposed, moisturize, just yeah. general, just, just general life lessons. I'm still weird. Admittedly, I do it now just cause I'm, I'm so fucking tired half the time that I just leave the, I do where I do leave the house sometimes wearing slides and, and no socks, but I try to limit that as much as possible. But if I'm not like I'm wearing socks all the time, motherfuckers, like I, Cause it's like, I moisturize, but I'm like, no, I, I don't, yeah. it's, it's not, a, it's probably just me being a stupid male where I'm saying, oh, like it's fucking wearing, like exposing my feet like girls. It's like, no, I, I take care of my feet, but yeah. people really need to pay attention to that. And like, thankfully you're on that, you're on that wave too. And I think more people need to get on it because it's all style. I think now is all encompassing. Absolutely. Like, we shouldn't, when you think about mentor and you think about style, it's your hairstyle, your beard style, yeah, you know what I mean. Like you're know, like grooming and shit like that. And I think that yeah. taking that next step early is going to save a lot of dudes or whoever, and I think it's going to get them a lot more tail. They do that as yeah. well because you can kind of tell like. And like, it doesn't it it doesn't have to be complicated and it doesn't have to be expensive. That's the other thing. Like I think both and same goes with just dressing better in general. No, that's fine. It doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be complicated. Like, oh, like there like, there the and the amount of information available for you from a tip sense on the internet uh, and on social media is huge. So do yeah. a little digging. Figure out what makes sense for you. Do a couple small things right. You know, a little bit of moisturizer, you know, a little bit of like face wash, like a little better shaving, like better, a little bit better products, like a little bit better, you know, chinos, a little bit better denim, a little bit better socks, like little things that don't have to be crazy expensive, don't have to be like quote unquote high maintenance makes a huge difference. And, and, and especially like you said, younger, you know, neither of us are, are as young as we used to be myself in particular. And the sooner you start on that, the better, 
And yeah. again, it doesn't have to be a lot, just a little bit, like just an extra 20% goes a long way. Yeah. And I mean, cause I used to fucking hate when people, cause I, I've been on message boards forever when it comes to like style or sneakers and stuff like that. And I think I really delved into it when I was looking for like good work boots. And this is like, like well before I met you, but they're like, you can dress business cap. My first, like my first job where I actually used my degree, they're like, okay, you need to wear work boots at a minimum. So I was like, all right, what can I get away with? And I was like, all right, I can buy desert boots. I can buy work boots. And I was just, everyone's just like, oh, you need to go with fucking, um, the thousand mile boots of the iron rangers or red wings and shit like that so like you know boot heads like they if they if you know you know but i was like those are like four or five hundred dollars i only fucking wear these for for work so what can i get it like what kind of right. what cheap shit can i get and it was just like no you need to save up so i hated that when i was a kid so i am very much so like empathetic towards that mindset but when it comes to like pants and stuff like that like you can find a 20 dollar pair of chinos or you can wait to find a really nice pair of chinos on sale for 40 bucks and that should have last you like 18 years it'll probably outlast yeah. you you know what i mean so yeah like on the classic stuff i urge everybody to just like wait and and for a sale to come around because there's sales come around all the time because brands are struggling like you like me and you were saying just fucking go out there save your money save your bread a little bit and and cop yeah. some cop some yeah. shit and and moving on to segueing from that like style purchases i know very, people very natural segue that was perfect i know people were asking about that shit people that people so I, I did that with sneakers and i want to separate sneakers from actual menswear because while i put them both together i just i i, I had to do two different episodes i had to do yeah. two different episodes for sure. that so in terms of the purchases like what were like what was your favorite favorite purchase of 2020 even pre-pandemic so, counts too yeah. So I'll, I'll say two, maybe I'll touch on like a category as a third. Uh, number one, you reminded me, uh, I bought my first, uh, first item from the brand Noah. I bought some dope, um, board shorts. They did a collab with, uh, Birdwell beach bridges, which is like a classic SoCal, like been around forever, like old school surf brand. They did a collab with Noah, um, on this dope printed pair of board shorts. And I saw them and I had to have them and, no, it has a, is a brand that I just have been admiring for a long time. Um, I just think they're doing so many great things, whether it's a product, just their style is like, you know, a, you know, a light mix of basics with a little bit of a streetwear edge, some, a few creative things. Um, the brand is really cool. They stand and are very authentic with some of the things they do in terms of supporting the community um, and, and all that sort of thing. And, and their, and their, um, and their audience, and they're just really authentic and smart about it. Um, they're one of the few brands that is, that takes sustainability, you know, seriously, but also in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and their, and their shit is just dope. Like it just looks really cool. It's for me, it's like just a whisper of streetwear. Like I could wear some of their stuff and get away with it and not look like, uh, like a poser, like you were talking about earlier. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I just think they're a really up and coming brand. They're really cool stuff. The founders seem cool. So wasn't yeah. one of the founders like, wasn't he behind Supreme for a while or like? Uh, I believe one of the guys was in, um, involved with Supreme for a bit. And I can't okay. remember exactly. Okay. Um, Rowing that. Blazers is another mm. dope brand, sort of uh, similar to Noah, but just doing really unique things um, in, in, a, in a scene that is not a lot of unique things. So yeah, yeah so that was, a, that was a good purchase for me also, just for me, like, was that shit paisley? Shorts. Was it paisley? It's like it's, yeah, it's it's like a like a cobalt blue with like a bright I love paisley. like pink uh, paisley. 
it's just like it's just a great print i i love a i love a dope print and it just was a great it was just a great purchase so wear them all the time and you know i go to the beach a lot in the summer so just dude, like dude. a salt rock solid pair of board shorts is just like a such a foundation for me did that shit and, come uh, with a matching shirt or was it only the shorts uh, no just the shorts oh, yeah man, i almost shit. copped the shirt but i just wasn't sure i'm not like a huge t-shirt guy so um when you say i'm not a big t-shirt guy out loud it sounds really fucking lame so sorry <laughs> about that guys uh like oh, but if you hadn't already you... if you hadn't already stopped listening because some of the things I said earlier, <laughs> now you definitely have. So um, but uh yeah, outside of that, I'd say my my second would be I got very deep into the overshirt game, as we've talked about, yes. uh like in the last probably two years. It's the LA jacket, overshirts of the LA it, jacket. Absolutely, it is a function of where we live. Like I fucking love outerwear. I I wish I lived in a colder climate where I could have a lot of dope outerwear, but it's just not practical. Um so the overshirt is just like the perfect like little like layer. It's got a, I'm like kind of like a workwear head anyway in terms yeah. of like my vibe. Whenever it's like more than you know a little bit colder than seventy degrees, that's just my own personal vibe. So yeah, like a chambray shirt and a, and an overshirt is like my go to like you know cool weather move. So I, I bought a couple of those this year and I think they're just super versatile. Whether you're like wearing a t-shirt underneath or like over like a sweater or even like a collared shirt, I think it just it looks good. It's not too flashy. And it's like the right amount of layer for me. Yeah. So, and then on the outerwear tip, like I said, I love outerwear, but just don't have a chance to buy a lot of it. Um, it was pre pandemic is actually late 2019, but it's worth the story because I think it's a cool, it was a great purchase and just has a little bit of a story. I was up in San Francisco visiting some friends, Sam, actually we talked about earlier with Christine, shout what out up, Sam Sam? And Christine. Um, we were up in San Francisco visiting and, uh, we were staying in Sausalito and we went to this really cool, like out of the way vintage shop. And uh, they had some really dope furniture, just really cool shit. The owner was really nice. And he had a random collection of like 20 vintage things kind of in the back. And I'm kind of just rifling around and I pull up this like tweed wool sort of like kind of work wear, kind of like trucker jacket. Mm-hmm. It's like a really nice brown tweed wool. It's a like line. It's just super dope. And then I noticed it's from this brand called Taylor Stitch, which is a San Francisco brand, kind of smaller brand, very worker oriented. Yeah. Um, one, of my, one of my absolute favorite brands from a style perspective. Their stuff's a little more on the expensive side. So I don't have, and it's a lot of outerwear, so I don't have a ton of it, um, but just a dope brand. And, you know, it was like in great shape. It wasn't a super old piece. It was maybe a couple of years old. Mm-hmm. And it just was like, it just, it just is like, like perfectly my style. And the and it, to, to find it in this random out of the way uh, vintage store in Sausalito was a very was a very weird situation. So Sausalito is fucking around. tiny. Yeah, tiny uh, outside of tiny San beach town, isn't it? Yeah, if you, yeah, just outside of San Francisco. If you don't know where that is, anyway. Yeah. So I, I'm like, okay, shit. Hopefully this doesn't fit because then I gotta buy it, and I'm sure <laughs> it's not cheap. So of course I try it on because I'm a masochist. So I put it on. It fits perfectly. And I'm not a small guy, so I, I, I'm not someone who can drop into any random shop and just grab something right off the rack and have it right. fit. I'm, just, I'm, I'm big and broad. I got a big neck. I got big shoulders. So, you know, I, it just doesn't usually off the rack, random purchase doesn't work for me. It fits like a T. It fits, fits, like, fits perfectly. And so I'm like, okay, shit, now I'm screwed. So I talked to the owner. I'm like, how much is this? And, and I was like, if it's under 200 bucks, I just have to buy it because the universe wants me to have this job. Yeah. That's, that sounds lame, but true. So he's like 80 bucks. I'm like, I'm kind of like tried to, I almost like, I kind of was like, <clears throat> I almost coughed. I was like, I will take it please. And uh, yeah. So random long story about how I bought a jacket, but it sounds silly, but I felt like sometimes the universe wants you to have 
a particular item. Damn, you never come across stories like that anymore, like at least in LA, because everyone's all over the fucking like the yeah. vintage game or upcycling or whatever the fuck it is. Like, so the fact that like it, if that was me, like I'd be fumbling my my well, like oh okay, oh, so, let me just hurry up yeah. and pay you, get the fuck out of here before. Yeah, I was like, I I was like, I need to get out, I need to buy this and leave before he changes his mind. I actually wore it today, and um like random like cold couple days here in LA doesn't happen yeah. very often so every time I do I gotta wear it but yeah just a again not totally in 2020 but just at the end of 2019 but it was just such a one of my most favorite like memorable purchases just because it was like a funny story and also I just feel like as silly as it sounds the universe wanted me to have this jacket and hey. now I have it so style bros no man yeah, fall winter yeah. is like really our time to yeah. shine yeah that is my especially as like a a bigger guy you know like I look better in layers like I like I like my cashmere sweaters so yeah, I, I shine in like, I think, you know, Southern California, we don't get a ton of weather, but I shine in like chilly or like below. Yeah, when it's like, when it's three layers. Like below, yeah, below six, 65, below 65, I really shine. Like that's when, that's when I'm Yeah, pretty. and that's the thing too. Like I fucking, I'm a shorts apologist. So I'll wear shorts and a hoodie yeah. up until it's below 60 degrees. Yeah. I know that's warm for some people, but for like LA, it's like anything below 60 degrees, like, okay, I'm, I might get frostbite or some shit like that. But I was like, yeah like cold weather. I fucking love cold weather and we don't get enough of it. And I'm kind of crushed. And we spoke about this too, I think offline where I was like, sometimes you just got to get dressed and like leave the house more, even if it's for a few minutes, like absolutely. a bunch of my friends are talking shit. Like, yeah, you just go take pictures in the middle of the street with like shit that you buy. I was like, yeah, makes me feel better. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I, and I like, don't feel you know, like, like the, the world needs to see those fits, especially, you know, in these times and uh, you know, just the mental, even if it's like, Sometimes, you know, I'm working from home. I put on jeans and a chambray shirt yeah. um, because get like, you know, it, it, you just, you got to get a fit off any way you can, you know, in the quarantine. And sometimes you just got to do it. Man, uh, I will say this, like in terms of my, per there's two purchases, but they're both hoodies, obviously, because I just fucking love winter wear or, or you're fall wear. King. You're also the hoodie king. <laughs> you're, wearing, you're wearing right now. I don't have so, many, dude. I, I literally have like maybe like not beaters, like not like walk the dog, kind of like throw something on or whatever. Like maybe like 10, 15 hoodies. I don't have that many, man. That's like, not that many? I mean, I don't think so. Cause then when I think about it, I, I think all my shit is like relative to how many sneakers I have. So, okay, that's fa fair. Fair. You know what but I mean? I mean, you certainly support the genre admirably. So I certainly, I obviously respect you. I think the, the first piece for me was like a, it's just a basic ass essentials hoodie. I think it was spring, summer 2020. And I've been like the oversized game is kind of not for me. Cause like to your point, I'm like, kind of like I'm built a little, a little huskier, like not super husky, but I was like, I'm built a little huskier. I got a fat neck. Um, so anytime there's a boxy cut and with the exaggerated shoulders, I fucking, I hate it because it makes me look like I have a SpongeBob body as if I don't already you know what I mean? Because my arms are a little skinnier and like my torso is a little wide. So like, I hate the elongated shoulder seams. It just never works for me. I'm always upset about it. And one thing that I will, I'll die on this hill. I'll fucking, I'll always preach the gospel about this. Raglan sleeves on hoodies are the shit. Okay. Raglan sleeves on hoodies because that way it, it, it conforms to your, I feel like it always conforms to your body a little bit better. Like the drape point. is better. I don't think people think about that as much, right? No, I, they just i think you know a lot of people when they buy whatever they buy they're like oh is it oversized cool but then a lot of them you know the ones that are actually photogenic they're they are on the slender side because it just fits their body better so essentials came out with a with a hoodie it was like a black on black hoodie with just like the 
it was like the 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 applique logo that just said essentials on the front but then i was like i i actually had to research it and be like oh raglan c's i'm on it but i know with essentials was like essentials they do vanity sizing so i was like oh thank god i was like i'm a medium (laughs) (laughs) hey whatever you gotta do to feel good about yourself i bought bought the medium and it was dope um, I'll just yeah. buy a gap every now and again because I'm like I'm a large and like, look at how fit <laughs> look, I am. I'm a size 32 ways. Yeah, yes. right, perfect, right. <laughs> um, the other joint, man, uh, it was a polo hoodie, and it was like it's like the southwestern print. And I'll put it up. I think I'll put it up with some of the um, with some of the video content that I'll put on Instagram. I think I'll just do like a slideshow or whatever. But it's like a southwestern print, but it was actually like kind of patchwork, so it was like mish mishmashed together, much in like the 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 Greg, was it the Greg Loren? Greg Lauren? I think he puts, uh, he like does a lot of, he does like a lot of like, I guess he puts a lot of different pieces together and this is kind of along the oh, same yeah, yeah, But it was like, it's, it's like a really soft kind of, it feels like a brushed wool, even though it's not, they just, they kind of did work their magic with it, like a cheaper kind of cotton, but they put these denim, different types of denim and chambray panels on the sleeves and on like the lining of the hood and stuff like that. So for me, I was like, this is hard body karate. Like I fucking love yeah. this shit. I haven't worn it this year yet. And I was like, I can't, the bird man hand rubbing for another cold day. So <laughs> you just like, wait, you're like, bring it <laughs> this comes, was your week though. It was, it was. And like, it, it's weird because we'll get like six degree weather and then we'll be like 72 degrees or something like that. I'm yeah. like, fuck. And as soon as I walk outside, I'm like, oh, I'm sweating. If I'm wearing yeah. like a thin ass hoodie, I'm just like, oh God, I'm sweating. I'll just say, fuck yeah. that. But yeah, this was the week to wear it. I think if anything, maybe I'll wear it tomorrow when I'm staying inside playing Call of Duty while my kids and wife sleep or some yeah, shit I mean, like that. Your words exactly. Sometimes you got to get a fit off, so yeah and there's nothing there's nothing wrong with that it's another form yeah. of self-care man like For i real. i can't wait to to show people like i mean the website's not a thing yet there's like a lot of like there's a lot of like copy on the site that's just like placeholders like the lorem ipsum shit and i'm just like oh fuck, i need to fucking get this shit off but i was like before yeah. that i need to get my, like my my, yeah. my friends and family on that really know about this shit so i can really hit the ground running in 2021 so scott man scotty too hottie you address that man by that name when you see streets. <laughs> Put some respect on this name. No. That's right. When you see a fashionable dude out in the Playa Vista slash Venice slash wherever area, and he's wearing a camp collar shirt and it's swaggy yeah. as fuck, you already all you got to do is be like Scott, and then it's, yeah. it'll it'll be you. There's no, no one on my collar. Yeah, real shit. There's no one that does camp collars out here like because it's it's oh, a lot. I will say this: it's a lost art. All right, like. Camp it is. I, I obviously I, I appreciate the kind words. Uh, for me, it's obviously a function of I have a short, thick neck, and it's the most flattering collar for for that. But outside of that, it just kind of became one of my favorite things to wear. All of my short sleeve shirts now have cam collars and a wild print. Usually, that's kind of just you know my my personal vibe these days. And uh, but yeah, it's been a, a true pleasure. Obviously, it's an honor to 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 wrap with you about all things fashion. I feel like we have so many things in common in terms of what we like, dislike, you know, about fashion also in life, but also I really respect the places where we disagree, might not disagree, but things are into that I don't really know much about like sneakers and stuff like that. I really respect your opinions there. And uh, obviously it's always a pleasure to, uh, to hang with you. So thanks for having me on. Appreciate you, man. Um, like I'm going to submit this tonight. So hopefully I hit a buzzer beater and we get it before the new year, everybody. Like I always say, I don't even know if you like, comment, subscribe. I appreciate all, all commentary, even if it's shitty. Like I'll, 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 
that I won't necessarily take it to heart, but like, oh, okay, well, someone's paying attention. You know what I mean? Like, because this is get. Especially after 2020, 2021, it's just small victories. Take what we can get. <laughs> I'll take whatever, man. Like if I fucking wake up in the morning and I don't feel like shit or I get an extra 20, 10 minutes of sleep because my son like decides to sleep in a little bit, that's a yeah. fucking major win for me. Hell I got to yeah. my stuff. I'm see walking out the door when I'm walking my fucking dogs. Like don't, like, fuck that, man. It's like we're, we made it. There's only two days yeah. left or actually one day left now. We're going to make yeah. it to 2021, you know, yeah. again praying hands emoji that we make it scott again appreciate you man we'll catch you guys soon very soon like i said i I plan on releasing like once every three weeks or something like that but i'm hitting you guys over the head with the your interview the two episodes some of my favorite people so until next time guys stay safe don't be an asshole and we'll see you in a couple weeks